0: Welcome to the B2B Growth Marketer Podcast with Alex Mead. I've invited sales, marketing, and business leaders to discuss their successes, failures, and everything else in between. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the B2B Growth Marketer Podcast. And we have, a, we have an awesome guest today, Zach Rasmussen from SurveySoft. Zach, say hello and introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on, everyone? I'm Zach. Nice to meet y'all. Yeah. And so, Zach, you have uh, you, you, you were very kind to let me be a guest on your podcast. Um, and as we are, you know, pretty similar in terms of we are both, you know, providing services to our clients in kind of a B2B s- setting, you know, you focus more on data, on surveys, on collecting information and, and why that's important. And so I, I kind of want to ask you some questions really around, um why you chose this? Like why did you start this business? Um and so maybe just start there. Why why did you start SurveySoft? Uh and, and like why did you choose collecting data and surveying uh for, for for companies?
1: Yeah, so really it starts way back in 2015, actually. Um I had recently just got divorced, moved back in with my parents. And uh, my parents have adopted five kids from China. And so I didn't really have anywhere to sleep at the time. So I was kind of sleeping on the couch. uh, I mean, on the floor behind the couch in the family room at my parents' house. And I was working at like a, a fitness gym. And I was working 40 hours a week, but the bills just weren't getting paid. And so I was toward the end of the month, we only got paid once a month. And um, I kind of started to realize like the last couple of days of the month, I was running out of money and I was having to ride my bike into work. And it was about 15 miles or so. And finally it was July and I was hot, sticky and sweaty one day when I got to work. And I was just like, you know what, I've got to change my life. Um, And so I started applying to other jobs and Honestly, like, I just wasn't really in it. I was like, I don't want to go bust my butt working for someone else. And I really want to go start my own business. And uh, so I started looking at what was popular, like whether it was, you know, like an e-commerce site, what people were selling and wanting to buy, or what was popular in like the Boise area that I could sell, like, you know, in a a brick and mortar (laughs) type store and the more i looked online the less information i found and you know i was i got really frustrated i was just like i feel like this is like an important piece of information that should be out there um and you know it was just simple things that i was looking for like the information and data i wanted and um so i i found like the sba.gov and other websites like that which helped Or are designed to help, you know, businesses to have success to provide them the information they need. And even those websites didn't have the information I I wanted. So I was just like, okay, like I work at a gym, hundreds and hundreds of people come in every single day to exercise, I'm going to just start talking to them and see you know what they're wanting to buy what they like what they need things like that to kind of help formulate an idea of what kind of business I can start so i started talking to hundreds and hundreds of people and after doing that for a, a month or two i was just like you know what like there has to be a better way to track everyone's answers and to give them like some sort of a url or send them an email to where i can just like mass get all this information you know have them like give me all these answers instead of spending like time and effort talking to them like face to face. And so I found some, um, you know, survey editors online and I tried, tried creating surveys and either they were like too difficult to use or yeah. they, they like didn't send in an email. They didn't have the features I needed. They were clunky. They were slow. And or I couldn't like check the data. And I was just like, what is this? So I went back. And, uh, I was like, well, I got to just talk to all these people. And so I, I finally figured out people like sushi. So I learned how to make sushi. Um, I opened up my own sushi restaurant for a couple of years and then I sold it. And since then I was just like, you know what? Like small local business, small and or local businesses are kind of at a disadvantage when it comes to data and big companies have, you know, for a long, long time, they've had that advantage where they have the resources, they've got the employee power, they've got, um, you know, everything they need to, whether it's create a survey or send mass emails and really collect data in order to, you know, make good strategic business decisions and then use that data to have success ultimately. And so, um, that's really kind of how I got started in the survey world, uh, with data, with information, feedback. Um, and it really just started of, you know, I wanted a better way for myself (laughs) to, to collect data, to get information that I wanted personally, that was localized rather than just, you know, generic results. That's kind of, you know, for the U S in general. Um, but yeah, man, like it's been it's been a fun wild ride since I started being an entrepreneur a couple of years ago.
0: Uh, that is a, a much deeper answer than I thought I would <laughs> yeah, get, and so yeah, I feel like there's about
1: that, dude. There's like seven different
0: ways I think I could take it next. So, so like you've been like you've been collecting data since since the gym, since you were like, all right, I need to find out what I'm gonna do, and so like you've you've been, I mean, that was a very, uh, you know, word of mouth doing customer research and data research, like just like grassroots right there, all the people coming in, scanning their, uh, probably their little barcodes to get in the gym. You know, you're asking them questions. Um, and so that's, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of interesting that, that you had the know, the know-it-all to to do that and to, uh, you know, kind of ask those questions and, and figure out that, everybody likes sushi so i'm gonna learn how to make sushi like that's incredible like you you definitely took like i i like would take that as we do search results and we write content based on what people are wanting and so like you everybody in boise wants a good sushi restaurant okay i'll make a sushi restaurant um and figure that out so tell me like what when you're collect, so you're you're totally right Bigger companies, uh, you know, even like medium to large to Fortune 500, they have the resources and the means to collect data and they've been doing it a long time um, or they're buying data from someone else exactly. to use for their their ability. But the smaller, the smaller companies, the localized companies, they don't need national trends. You're right. So like, let's take your sushi restaurant in Boise. Like they don't need restaurant data for across the country. They need restaurant data for for Boise, for like their area. So exactly. How, how are you going about it? Like what, what kinds of data, like are you able to allow your customers to collect or like how are you going about that
1: with your tool? So, I mean, with survey software, you know, the easiest survey editor to use that's online. Um, and with that being said, like everything we do is focused with like you growing your business. And so one way we do that is obviously through surveys. Um, And one thing I love about surveys in general is you can realistically find out any kind of information that you need. And so, you know, when I was starting up my sushi business, like you were just mentioning, like, I didn't need to know trends across all of the United States, like, I didn't care about what people liked in New York or whatever, because I was trying to find something very specific here in the Boise area. And I feel like that happens to a lot of small or local businesses is, you know, they don't have enough information about their local community. And there's a lot of brick and mortar stores, um, you know, that are suffering right now just because, well, so for example, there's 600,000, More than 600,000 businesses that start every single year in the United States. And more than 20% of those businesses are going to fail. So that's 120,000 businesses that are going to fail before they even reach their one-year mark. And, you know, it often goes back to, I mean they're really the root cause is they just don't have the data or the information. And so that's when people can use SurveySoft and now they can start to design questions to find out the information that they like. Um, And, you know, it really goes down into, you know, that deeper cause of like, what am I really trying to figure out? So when I teach people about creating surveys, you know, I use like a four-step process. Um, I always do like a preview, I let them know, you know, kind of what to expect within the survey. Uh, And then the theme, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at right now is the theme, like you want to have kind of one topic, you want to have just, you know, one thing you're trying to figure out in that survey. So now you can start to uh, design questions and answers around that theme so you can start to learn and grow your business. Whether you're trying to get feedback from your customer or find out, you know, new trends in the area or what your customers want, um, things like that. One thing you said, do you remember that quote you said when you were on my podcast uh, by Harrison, I'm not Harrison Harry, Ford, but uh, Henry Ford. Henry Ford. Yeah.
0: Again, I'm gonna have to give credit to Brett Ryan. I hope he's listening. He told me, I mean, this is a famous quote, but if you asked your customers what you what they wanted, uh, they would have said faster horses.
1: Yeah, like, dude, <laughs> ever since you said that, it it's <laughs> blown my mind, um, and I think you know, oftentimes businesses, like they're trying to get feedback from their customers and, you know, make products that they want. But at the same time, like as you're getting that information, you can really get out in front of them and start to design a better product and kind of teach them what they want. Yeah. But you're going have to know like, yeah, exactly. You kind of have to have like a general direction in a sense. I mean, like you said, in my podcast, you know, Steve jobs and the iPhone, um, you know, people were going to use phones regardless. He just made the phone better. It's not like he he created the telephone. He right. just made it better. He added more features. And so, um, sorry, I for, I totally forgot what your original question <laughs> well, I, was. So uh, I have a
0: so um, you said a few things there. Like one, I really like the idea of getting a the theme for your your survey because what I noticed the biggest problem surveys when people do that is. Uh, they, they're like, Oh, let's do a survey to find out what, uh, everyone's favorite, um, appetizer is. Oh, if we're doing a survey, let's also ask them this. And then let's also ask them this. And before you know it, you've got like 30 questions on like six different topics. Um, and I really like that idea of, of what do you want that? What do you want out of this survey? Exactly. And only get questions to that and be very precise and short, you know, because people don't, uh, you know, p- people don't like spending a lot of time on surveys, even for things they really like.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, for me personally, like I take thousands of surveys a week. So then that way, you know, I can kind of see what trends people are doing and I can just continue to learn um yeah. and get more ideas, see how people are phrasing and asking questions and answers and seeing, you know, how they're applying different answer types, things like that. Yeah. Um, typically, I mean, in my, in my four-step process, my third step I share is, you know, keep them short and simple. I usually say like, keep it between seven and 10 questions just because that way, you know, you can still get a lot of good information from that one survey and it's short and simple enough to where people are going to complete the whole thing and your completion rate is going to increase. But I got, I purchased something from Best Buy the other day and I got that feedback email and they wanted me to take the survey. So I took it and it was like 30 questions and it started going all over the place. It started with, you know, Hey, what did you buy? Did you have a good like experience? And then it starts asking me about like, Hey, what gender are you? You know, like how old are you? Where are you from? I was just like, now you're, you kind of took this into like a whole nother direction. Um, and that's typically, you know, when people get turned off from the survey and we'll just exit it. And then that's when your completion yeah. rate goes down um, and, you know, you're not getting complete information.
0: Also, you talk about like, I think surveys also have to be, you have to think about your customer experience. So I like your theme, keep them short. Um, for Best Buy, you just bought something from them. They should know what you bought. You shouldn't have to answer things twice. And I really think that's where we're going in our societies. too many times. Like if you ever buy, uh, fill out any forms online, you have to fill out something. Like if you have to fill out your, your like job title four times, or if you have to fill out your company or you have to fill out your address too many times, like you've already asked them, you've already given it. The customer's already given it. Don't ask for it again. Like have a system in place that stores that information because, um, you know, like government documents are the worst. How many times do you have to write your social security number on forms uh, when they have that everywhere? You know, it's already written on that form. Why does it have to be on this form? Um, so I, I think that's like an important
1: part of it as well. Right. And kind of, I just had this thought. Um, I mean, another reason to keep it short is to increase your completion rate. But let's say, you know, you're trying to figure out, for example, hey, did you have a good experience at the store? And, you know, you're designing questions around that theme and they're starting to be like negative. Now you can send like a subsequent email with a subsequent survey, kind of trying to figure out again, now why did they have a bad experience? And, you know, it's just like when you're doing email marketing, obviously, you know, you don't send everything in one email yeah. but you send them one and then a few days later or whatever you send another one and then another one as you know constant communication with your customer and you know you don't want to fit everything into one survey but if you're doing it like in short amounts then you're going to be getting more feedback and your customer is going to be happy that you're not you know just making them Take 10, 20, 30 minutes and yeah. fill out one survey.
0: Yeah. Take uh take three minutes, uh 10 times, you know, versus one 30-minute survey, and you're gonna get a lot more response. Exactly. It's like um, I don't know. Do you guys have IKEA stores, like the furniture store nearby? We, we well, don't,
1: I've been to them.
0: <laughs> well, they have uh something just out at their door as you leave. It's a little um, like a little standing kiosk, and it has a smiley face, like a you know, it was an okay face and a frown. And as you leave, you just like pre COVID. I don't think they do this anymore, but like, it was a quick survey. Like, how did you, you know, what was your experience? Are you happy? So it was fine or was it bad? No more questions. They were just like getting a pulse on what people feel like when they leave Ikea. Um, which I, you know, like that is so simple, you know, that data isn't necessarily solid because I'm sure people are like, oh yeah, I was just having fun with it, just saying like they're unhappy, but I think keeping it simplistic and you can, like you said, follow up again to keep that constant communication going. Um, I, wanna, I wanna ask you what question here that I think a lot of people struggle with when they, when they come up with surveys is how do you get people to fill them out? Like, how do you, do you have to bring do you have to give away an iPad to one person who, you know, out of all the people that fill it out How do you, how do you get people to fill out surveys on a consistent basis?
1: You know, I feel like for me, um, reverting back to my four-step process, uh, first thing I always do is I, I call it the preview and it's just, you know, setting expectations of the survey. Um, and if you're sending it in an email, you know, just put it quickly in your email body. If you're posting a survey on a social platform. You know, you're just doing it in the description before the link. Um, and it quickly just lets people know, hey, I'm trying to find out if people like my podcast. Yeah. You know, I know you've listened to it, like take this quick survey. Um, and I think I've seen a lot of success with that. It's just being upfront with the people and being like, hey, it will probably take you like 30 seconds. This is what I'm trying to find out from you. Like there's no trick questions or anything, just being upfront. Um, And so, you know, then people know like what to expect. And I I feel like oftentimes people try and be tricky, not necessarily within surveys, but like maybe with like ads on Facebook or like clickbait type stuff, right? It's like, Hey, click on this and get a free iPad. And then they click on the link and then they're like, wait, now I'm being sold something (laughs) unrelated to an iPad. So I feel like people are used to being tricked. And so, you know, if you're being honest within your preview and then it's a quick survey, then, you know, if you send them a, another survey down the road, they're more likely than not going to, you know, fill out that survey because you're like, oh, I trust this guy now because of what he said.
0: Yeah. Being open and transparent. I think that's key. That's a good point because I've, I've gotten emails. It's like, take this quick survey and the definition of quick for me versus (laughs) the person sending it is, is different. And I have gotten, you know, out of like 10 pages, gotten four in and be like, it's been five minutes. I don't want to do this and leave it.
1: Right. Um, Exactly. And
0: so, so that's, I think that's, that's a good point. That's a really good point. All right. I'm going to ask another question here uh, off topic a little bit. Well, maybe not off topic, but what is what is your advice to small business owners out there that uh, they're not doing anything to collect data? They're not surveying. They're not doing anything. Like what is your what is your advice to them that maybe they don't know they should be, or they know they should be doing it, but they don't know how to start?
1: So I think my advice to them is, I mean, they need to start. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I know you just said like, if they don't know, but freaking start already, you know, (laughs) Um, everyone needs data. I mean, if you didn't start collecting data before you started your business, like you're already 10 steps behind. Um, Data's that important. And I mean, if you look at any business nowadays, especially the large companies, like everyone's going after data. It's a data driven world we live in nowadays. Because the more data you have, you know, the better your business is going to be for it, the better decisions you can make. Um, yeah. And so, really, like, if you're not already collecting some sort of data, just start. Obviously, you know, go t- to try surveysoft.net, we'll give you a free trial. Um, and you can use our platform. there. are super easy. You know, you can create a survey and get it posted or published anywhere you need in under 10 minutes. It's super yeah, simple.
0: That's awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah that's awesome. Um, um, but I mean, there are a lot of platforms and, you know, a lot of people, they, they don't necessarily know what data is. Um, and I mean, something as simple as like, you know, the five-star rating that's, if you put that on your website, I mean, that's data right there. Cause now yeah. if you're getting a bunch of one stars, you're like, Oh, that product sucks. Or <laughs> my customer service sucks. Yeah. You know, I need to figure out how to make it better. Um, and so, you know, whether it's a survey or a form or some sort of a rating system, like that's all different ways to collect data. Yeah. And so you just need to start.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I agree. And, yeah. Data, data is very important. I mean, it's um, you know, when I first started, you know, 10 years ago, we didn't put a big enough emphasis on data in general, not just customer survey data, but really just all of it, traffic, um, you know, profit and loss. Like we we were just kind of two guys that want to do marketing, not necessarily right. savvy enough to understand the data just yet. Um, okay. Last question here. And, uh, I'm kind of curious. I was going to go a different direction, but I, I, I'm going to go here. Um, what, what keeps you so motivated? Like what inspires you, you know, every day
1: to get up and try to help small businesses? Um, <clears throat> so back in, let's see, 2006, I served a mission for my church for two years. And I really just developed a love of helping people. And so that's kind of, you know, carried on through all the years. I I came home in 2008, but since then, like, I just love helping people, especially in the business world. I love being an entrepreneur, a business owner. Um, and I love seeing other people have success and obviously like, there's a bunch of different entrepreneurs at like different stages. Some are super seasoned like yourself. Um, And then there's people who are just starting out and have no idea what they're doing. And uh, you know, I've, I'm not saying like I'm super experienced, but I have done it a few times and I have had success. And so, you know, I, I love being able to help people who don't know what to do, figure out what to do. (laughs) <laughs> that sounded super yeah. stupid. But um, yeah. So I think just really to answer your question, I think it's just like having a love to help people have success.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Well, Zach, thank you so much for being on. I'll put a link to your website and just uh, it's try survey .net, uh, dot net. Dot net. Sorry. I'll, we'll edit I'm, wor- that out. I'm no, working no.
1: on the .com right now. Uh, so that'll be
0: up in a few days, but cool. Well, we'll, we'll make sure it's in this, in the notes here in the podcast so people can check it out. Um, and can, you know, reach out to Zach on LinkedIn as well. If you have some questions and want to learn more. Um, but yes, yeah, Zach, thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Thanks everybody. Make sure to catch the next episode next week. You know, I met Zach kind of through how I've meet a lot of people on LinkedIn it's just kind of mutual connections and then we we connect and comment on a few things and realize we have some some similarities and synergies and and it wasn't really until uh you know I asked him a simple question where uh you know like tell me more about yourself and he went into the story of how he was kind of you know out on his luck he was he was you know, divorced, living at home, uh, working 40 hours a week at a gym and not really getting by. And then he decided he he had this like epiphany and it it kind of has this like realization of how important this message is. Um, you know, we preach it a lot, but he just asked people questions and he 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 dug deeper and he he tried to understand, you know, his buyer persona, he was just trying to find any kind of business. And so he was he was filing that information away of like what kind of business. He ended up, you know, creating a sushi restaurant and uh, you know sold that after a couple of years but it had this like realization that asking those questions you know a lot of businesses like his with his restaurant needed localized information and they needed to ask questions and it really comes down to you know from you know fortune five hundred B2B tech companies enterprise sales enterprise software all the way down to you know mom and pop brick and mortar or e-commerce you have to Understand your customer. You have to understand those needs that they have, and and what is their challenge? What is that need, and how do you solve it? Um, and I think that's an important message because it's you know a lot of times you hear buyer personas and you think straight B two B or tech or uh, service industries, but it really is for everybody. And the level you have to go to to create that. Uh, you know, he has that platform, SurveySoft, where, you know, small businesses can utilize it, create simple surveys with a with a specific goal in mind, and get that information all the way up to B2B, might hire an agency like ours or, or do it internally to really dig in and, and have interviews with those questions. But I really think that's big takeaway is, one, have that passion and perseverance that Zach has. I mean, like, what an amazing story that was. But then two, the importance of asking questions and gathering that data. Um, understanding and, and then use, using that data to make more informed decisions about your business. How to price, how to uh, make hiring decisions, how to know when to expand, know what products to offer, uh, is really information you can gather through your customers and knowing the pulse of what they are interested in. Uh, thanks for joining the podcast today. We have uh, you know some other great uh, guests coming up. Um, You know, from an AWS managed service, we talk about remote work, remote culture. Um, You know, we've got some great ones from some other partners coming up. So keep tuning in and look forward to hearing you next week. Thanks for listening to the B2B Growth Marketer Podcast hosted by me, Alex Mead. The B2B Growth Marketer Podcast is sponsored by Beacons Point. Beacons Point is a growth marketing agency that creates a video first content approach to attract the right customer and deliver the message at the right time. Find out more at beaconspoint.com. This week's episode is produced by Summer Myers. Thanks for listening. See you next time.